Hi, I'm Emma Clark and this is Who Do You Think I Am, the podcast that gives you an earful right from my sound studio. And today, I just want to talk about, as somebody who works with sound, how I hear the world. Because I find it really fascinating that we can never really know how somebody else is hearing a sound. We can assume, we can have an approximate sense of what they might be hearing, but we don't know, we don't know for sure, because that perception is entirely an interior one for them. That's obviously culturally informed, environmentally informed, because of what they've experienced in their lives, sociologically informed. There's so many layers to our all perception. And I find that endlessly fascinating. So I have a powerful hearing sense. And sometimes I wonder if this is because my eyesight is so bad, because it is absolutely shocking. I've got a terrible astigmatism. And honestly, without ophthalmic correction, I'm a hazard. <laughs> In fact, I went to the <laughs> I went to the opticians to get some new glasses last year. And the optician said, well, first of all, he looked at my prescription, looked at me and said, it's a miracle you got here, which was a good start. And then he said, would you ever consider being a professional patient? Because you've got such an unusual prescription. We don't often see this kind of prescription. The students at the university would benefit from trying to f- to give you a prescription, to give you an eye test and to figure out what the, the correction needs to be. So I said, all right, then, yeah, whatever. Uh, They've not contacted me. Anyway, moving on from that. So I do wonder if one of the reasons I've got a keen hearing sense is because my eyes are are so rubbish. But I don't know if that's a load of nonsense. (laughs) I don't even know if sensory compensation is, is a thing. I don't know how credible that is. But when I hear sound, and in particular words, in particular words, it creates a strong synesthetic response in me. I have to say, as I'm saying this, I feel a bit of a tosser because I don't really talk like this, you know. It's a bit, oh, let's talk about my sound sense. But I do find it quite interesting because it is such a huge part of my life. When I was a child, a very small child, well, actually, for most of my childhood... And still, actually, and still, and still. But I think I've got better control of it now. But when I was a child, the sound of some words made me feel literally nauseous. I don't mean the meanings of the words. I mean the sounds. There was something about them that used to knock me sick. And I don't really understand it. There was obviously some association that I'm not entirely sure what the origin of that was, some deep-seated thing going on. I don't know. I don't know. But there were some words that I just could not bear to say. I feel sound in textures, colours and weight because to me sound is like a solid thing with edges and a shape. And I feel sound inside my body. And although I'm not really sure where, I think it's 
around about my solar plexus kind of area, but sometimes this sound sense moves and then it's kind of in my head. It's really strange, but it is like a physical, physical thing. When I'm writing a piece of music, I know what colour I want it to be. Colours, it's never a single colour. I know the thickness, I know the breadth of it. I know how it feels if I imagine I'm putting my hands on it. And this multisensory experience is a key part of understanding the music my subconscious is telling me it wants me to write, I think. When I listen to music or any sound, I find that I listen very deeply. I listen really deeply to get inside it. I can hear nuances in people's speech and I can mimic the sounds quite accurately because over the years I think my throat muscles have been tightly honed. And when I think about how I create a character voice, now I do this voice, this is, this is not nice, this is not nice, but I do this voice. To, it's awful. Awful, really. Where I mimic Mr. Clark, it's terrible. When he... <laughs> it's when he sort of says something with, with a great degree of certainty. A degree of certainty and confidence that he cannot possibly have because he... <laughs> he doesn't know what he's talking about. You know, you know what I'm saying? When somebody pontificates a bit... And I don't mean to diss Mr. Clark in any way. Lots of people do this. I'm just using him as an example. All right. So, yeah, I do this sort of Michael Winner voice, which I think I think sounds a bit like Michael Winner. <laughs> I mean, you know, this is one of the many impressions I do that nobody's ever going to want me to do. You know, I, I have lots of these that, that have sort of occurred to me over the years. But anyway, I imagine the physicality of the character and then I try and translate that into sound. So it's like the Michael Winner voice is very much like that. You know what I mean? It's very almost as if you're sinking into a big leather chair with um, a glass of port and a plate of stilton at his side. So that's the voice. So how do I make that voice when I try and break it down? I think I want to create a fat voice. So my shoulders sort of hunch up as if my belly is actually too big for my arms to just hang by my sides. Almost as if my arms are very short and I, I can't put them right around my belly because my belly is just too big, frankly. And I, I thicken my neck. My jaw sort of juts out a little bit and I create these puffy... Little pockets of air in the side of my cheeks. Well, I want to sound as if I've been feasting on something. I need to sound... This is a little bit gross, so bear with me. My mouth needs to sound wet. So the pitch of my voice drops. And I want to infer a kind of corpulence. <laughs> and the voice becomes rougher somehow stuck in my throat as if it's just too fat to actually make its way out properly. So it, I can't breathe properly, I'm just too fat, too fat to properly speak. 
and I'll do this funny thing with my teeth and my bottom lip where it sort of juts out and it creates this sibilant sort of sound on a lisp where the S sounds and the T sounds are made created by my front teeth and my bottom lip instead of where it should be, frankly, on the alveolar ridge. So when I make these sounds, I'm, I'm sort of pushing air out the size of my mouth. I want to create in my head, I'm thinking I want to create a sort of bloviating sound. I often, when I'm doing this voice, which I do enjoy it, really do, he just sits and looks at me, you're doing this again, when are you going to stop? But I, I really enjoy it. So when I, when I do this voice, I like to create the illusion that I'm, I'm about to run out of breath. As if I'm using my rib reserve breathing when I'm actually not. So I'm suggesting I can sort of breathe audibly. Audibly as well, it's a little bit wet as well. So you can tell I'm not in, not in the peak of health. I'm just sitting here in my big leather chair, eating stilton and drinking port. So it's a very embodied sound. And I couldn't make any character voice without creating a sense of the body that that voice would be attached to if it was real. So I have to feel this fake body physically and I have to see it visually in my mind's eye. I have to really feel what that body sounds like. I have to really feel what that body feels like to wear and then I can create the voice. So if I can picture it and if I can feel it, then I can make the sound. I think there's a strong relationship between that sort of embodiedness of creating a sound and making a character that if... When you hear the voice, you can just picture it, can't you? You can just see what somebody like that would look like. You know where they'd shop. You know what music they listen to. And you know what political party they would like to vote for. You just know because you can make cultural assumptions based <laughs> on that sound. I find that fascinating. Anyway, I think that's enough from me for one day. So, yeah, I just wanted to sort of explore how how sound can be perceived and expressed. And I'd love to know what you think. Let me know. So, talk to you soon. Take care.